Rabbi Avishai Magensi is with us. He is the head production manager for Koran Publishers. I am told that um, I am told that you have uh, some association with uh, St. Louis's uh, Jewish community. Am I right? Yeah. Um, Should I assume your father's David Magensa? Yes. Wow. You yes. got you got to send best regards for me. Well, there. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh, for someone who's in Israel his whole life, you're pretty good. The pretty good American accent. And my parents were very strict about English at home. <laughs> really, smart parents. Uh, Rabbi Magensi is the head production manager here at Koran. He's formerly uh, the image curator and liaison to academic researchers involved in the Koran Talmud Bavli and liaison for customers' feedback on content. He's now responsible for the entire production line of all Koran products. Tell us what does a head production manager do well basically i'll uh get a project from uh you know the very initial stages of you know coming up with uh an idea whether uh it's internal or with uh, one of our partners um and take that project from the very beginning until we have uh the book in hand including the entire process uh throughout uh so for example you know um one of our uh, big partners is uh, Steinsaltz. Sure. Um, so, you know, taking uh, a book like uh, like the uh, Mishnah we're working on now, which is um, in the series of, uh, we have in Hebrew, the Tanakh Mevoar and uh, the Rambam. Um, so we will sit down together and discuss the project in terms of, you know, how it should be done in terms of content and design and work together with the entire team until we, we have the, the book in hand. You've seen publications uh, go from that initial meeting to completion, I would guess, in a short period of time, and you've seen it happen over a very long period of time. Right, for sure. Um, it, I mean, you know, sometimes we do receive things that are um, already somewhat processed. Uh, so sometimes uh, it's actually a shorter time. Uh, but generally, I feel that um, uh, specifically Koran books compare. You know, when when you compare them to uh, to Megid books, oftentimes uh, take much more time than uh, than people would assume. Uh, there's just so much that that goes into it. Uh, you know, you were talking about the the Talmud before. Mm-hmm. It, it's like an entire team uh, working together with different experts, uh, whether it's experts in their uh, specific fields in in terms of content or in terms of uh, of design. Um, and it's really um, it, it's an amazing process. It must be amazing. And, and if people understood how many people are involved in the entire project, I assume mm-hmm. at some point you have to. You know, make a running order of how this project's going to work, and you have so many different departments and people that are involved. How many departments would be involved? Is there such a thing as a typical book project that that would have I don't know four, five, six, seven different categories of of experts that would be needed along the way? Yeah, um, I think primarily uh, like translation would be a good mm-hmm. example. Um, so you'd have the initial translation. Um, and from a, prof- a professional perspective, you would want to do a, um, uh, a translation editing, uh, meaning you're not just editing the translation for readability. Rather, you are comparing the translation uh, to the source material and right. making sure that everything actually uh, appears and that it's um, 
uh, and that it's uh, correct. That the nuance the author was looking for is conveyed to right. the translated audience. Right. And again, when we're, when we're translating uh, texts mm-hmm. like Tanakh, like Talmud, like Rambam, like you know uh, Mishnah, uh, you have to be extremely precise. You know, these are not the kind of. It's not just getting the the gist of it. Rather, you know, the the specific words really are uh, are significant and uh, meaningful. So, as I've mentioned a couple other times today, you've met some really distinguished scholars along the way who really yeah. know what they're doing in this yeah. area, and and there are certain translators I would guess who are good for certain projects and maybe not for others would that be a good i would assume people have different styles of translating the same way yeah. an academic would academics would have different styles of presenting material right right i mean it's always a combination of uh style and knowledge and background uh so for example, like you know in the in the talmud um the the combination of tremendous talmidei chachamim and also uh you know talmidot chachamim uh we had uh uh, many uh, female um, uh, scholars on our staff. Um, and so it's, it's always a combination. You have to find the right balance between knowledge and, you know, the ability to write and, and express oneself. Right. Um, but when you talk about scholars, uh, you know, one of the people who comes to mind is uh, Professor Zohar Amar from uh, Bar Ilan. Right. Uh, I was personally in touch with him when we were working on the Talmud. And received from him uh, images for um, a note on the Tolachani. Uh, appears, for example, on uh, Shkalim mm-hmm. uh, uh, Daf uh, Yud. Um, and this is research that was done um, after the Hebrew Steinsaltz was already completed. So this is something that Rav Steinsaltz could not have technically, could not have incorporated into the Hebrew Talmud, um, whereas we were able to do that for the for the English. Um, and I think that really kind of uh, expresses what we were trying to do in general. It's not just a translation, rather uh, really using the, the best tools that we have and um, what, what we have available to us uh, and convey that uh, uh, in English. Rabbi Avishai Magensi is with us. Were there certain sugyot, certain topics of the Talmud that became a real roadblock, that became a, a tremendous challenge and needed to be addressed by even additional scholars just to complete it the way you wanted to? Uh, that's interesting. Um, I can't think of uh, something which uh, which stumped us in terms of uh, of the content because again we really had such a variety of of top scholars. Right. Um, there were different issues that came up. So, for example, once um, you know we were debating on whether or not to use a specific note with uh, with an image on a specific type of a zara that's mentioned in uh, in the Talmud, and we involved uh, Rabbi. Steinsaltz himself and uh, Rabbi Wino overseeing the entire uh, project. Um, it was okay to use uh, that note and image because that happens. Um, so we did not have a problem with that. So we had we had various issues like you no know, twenty thirty years ago this would have never come up because no one had to such a, such an image or or gather such information. What kind of feet at a general for people who uh, pay careful attention to your projects. On this, um, we have people, it, it's really interesting that we have people at all different levels oh, uh, using the Talmud. So, you know, we have a, a person um, who, uh, he's a horse race announcer. And, uh, and <laughs> I admire he, him already. <laughs> yeah, and, and he uses the Talmud. He, he told me that he uses it like in between races and, you know, when he's announcing. And on the other hand, we have people who 
you know, this one person was writing to me, um, he studies the Daf Yomi in advance with the Hebrew Steinsaltz. And in Shear, he's sitting with the English uh, Steinsaltz and comparing. And he was actually giving us uh, tremendous feedback. Did he and have a lot of examples? So, so he, he gave us, you know, different examples. And we actually changed some of our workflows um, due to his feedback, which is another thing which I think is, is unique about the way uh, we did this project in general. Like, you know, our view in terms of uh, communicating with our, our readers, it's not kind of like, you know, we're sitting here. Um, and you know we're going to teach you Torah. It's like we're learning together with you. And if you have something intelligent and helpful to say, we will listen to that and possibly either you know incorporate that specific comment into our book, or maybe even change our entire uh, workflow uh, due to your your comments. All right, we have a minute to go, but I have to ask you: when it comes to all the different sidurim, mm-hmm. are the different languages that you're translating them into? Uh, does that become a a layout problem because it's because when you're doing Amharic, it's going to be much different than English. Right. So that's a, it's actually a very interesting uh, topic. Um, specifically with Amharic, uh, what we ended up doing was sitting down uh, with uh, with a scholar who sat down with our typesetter and went through it line by line. Um, wow. You know, for for other languages, uh, I think in a sense it's a little less difficult because there there are certain words that you you may be able to pick up. Uh, but for a language like Amharic, we you know it's it's we're totally uh, in the dark. Um, but again, sitting down together with a scholar, so you know you can work together and, and produce uh, produce an, an amazing book. A pleasure meeting you. Pleasure. Hopefully next time we'll discuss more of these things. Okay, thank you very much. Rabbi Avishai Begensi head production manager here at Koran Publishers. We are in Israel. We're in Jerusalem at Koran as we continue on this Monday morning broadcast. Plenty more coming up here if you keep it at JM in the AM.